As a note here, all of our references in this podcast are to Romans chapter 1, 1 through 17, but I do wind up preaching on the second half of Romans as well, particularly to discuss uh, LGBTQIA plus inclusion in the church. Uh, so you might want to uh, either now or at the end or go back and read through uh, the second half of the first chapter of Romans. Thank you. Welcome to the Atkin Examine. My name is Jonathan Gaylord, the pastor at Yadkinville United Methodist Church. And the Atkin Examine is a weekly podcast where every Monday we take a moment to reflect on the past week, give thanks to God, and seek strength for the day and week to come. The Examine comes out of a technique described by Ignatius Loyola and is still practiced by Jesuits twice daily. We've adapted it here to help us reflect on the events in our lives and discern God's presence and will for us. We'll use prompts for self-reflection from various sources, like the 22 questions John Wesley and the Holy Club at Oxford would ask themselves daily. In addition to that, we'll hear an excerpt from Sunday's sermon, and we'll draw some reflection questions from our sermon, our worship, and the scripture text. The reflection questions are listed in the show notes, and you may want to copy them so that you can write out your answers as a journaling practice. As we prepare to pray together, I invite you to take a moment to center your body, heart, and mind for prayer, maybe through taking several deep breaths, finding a comfortable posture, really anything that helps you to be present to the Holy Spirit in our midst. Now let us begin with an excerpt from the July 17th sermon preached by Jonathan Gaylord on Romans chapter 1. And the introduction to Romans is an interesting introduction. It ends in verse 17, kind of stating Paul's thesis for the entire letter, which he steals or borrows from the prophet Habakkuk. The righteous person will live by faith. Another translation is, he who through faith is righteous shall live. This is Paul's entire thesis for the chapters of Romans. He wants to tell the church in Rome, if you are, if you have faith and you act righteously, you will find life. And scholars have, looking at this text have kind of organized Romans into uh, a kind of what's called a diatribe, which is normally a speech, but Paul organizes his letter as a diatribe. And so a diatribe essentially begins, you state the thesis, a righteous person shall live by faith, or by faith, he who through faith is righteous shall live. Then you demonstrate the antithesis, and then you come back and you spend three more movements exploring your thesis. And while Janet read for us today the introduction and that statement of his thesis, his primary point, he who is righteous by faith shall live, it's the antithesis that comes in verses 18 to 26 that trips us up more, that is the more controversial part of the introduction to Romans. And it's a struggle to preach on it. Maybe it's not a struggle to preach on it. It's a struggle to preach on it in the current climate of the United Methodist Church. If we can't say that God gets to provide mercy on God's own terms, then we have somehow tripped ourselves up 
but I've seen too many faithful people who happen by accident of birth to be gay or lesbian leave the United Methodist Church to serve faithfully somewhere else to go back. I have good friends who serve in the United Church of Christ, who serve in Episcopal churches, who grew up in the United Methodist Church and serve where they serve because someone told them, you are loved. And if God called you, who am I to stand in the way? When it comes to interpreting Romans chapter 1, especially the latter half of the chapter, you know, Paul was Paul. Paul was a product of his time and a product of his place. But also, the apostles sat down in Acts and said, you know, everything up until this point, we've said, if you want to be saved, if you want to have the righteousness of God, you better get circumcised. And the apostles sat down and said, we're going to break that precedent. We're going to change what we believe. And we're going to change who we accept. And I firmly believe that the Holy Spirit has continued to move in the people called Methodists, but in the church in general. I firmly believe that it is God's righteousness and not mine, that it is God's call and not mine, that it is God's grace and not mine that saves. John Wesley, commenting on in his own notes on, the, on the pre, his preface to Romans, says that God has an absolute right to show mercy on what terms he pleases. God gets to call who God calls. God gets to love who God loves. And there's nothing we can do or say that changes that. So when I read Romans chapter 1, the entirety of it, the thesis and the antithesis, I cling to, and I invite us all to cling to Paul's call, that he who through faith is righteous shall live. This is the thing that roots Romans. This is the thing that roots us. The call of Jesus Christ, the work of Jesus Christ is the thing that makes the difference. It is the thing that transforms each and every single one of us in this place and beyond. It is God's own power that saves. And nothing I or you or anyone else can change that God has the absolute right, whether we like it or not, to show mercy and salvation on the terms that God has chosen. And I have met and know too many faithful people who live their lives day in and day out for Christ, who have gone somewhere else to live out their call and to live out their ministry ever go back. Amen. Almighty God, help us to look at this past week through your eyes and not merely our own. Review the past week. Where did the Holy Spirit move for you? Did you miss any opportunity that God placed before you to share God's love? What from the past week are you thankful for?
As we consider where we have fallen short, ask yourself these questions from John Wesley and the Holy Club. How do I spend my spare time? Am I proud? Do I thank God that I am not as other people, especially as the Pharisees who despise the publican? Is there anyone whom I fear, dislike, disown, criticize, hold a resentment toward or disregard? If so, what am I doing about it? As we look forward, ask yourself these questions from the sermon. What have you been taught about the inclusion of LGBTQIA people in the church? Has anyone ever challenged your assumptions? How? Has anyone ever challenged your assumptions about inclusion of LGBTQI folks in the church? If so, how? What was your response? Do you think that God is still speaking today? As we prepare to return to the business of our day, let us reflect once more on Romans chapter 1, verses 1 through 17. Paul, a servant of Christ Jesus, called to be an apostle, set apart for the gospel of God, which he promised beforehand through his prophets and the holy scriptures, the gospel concerning his son, who is descended from David according to the flesh, and was declared to be son of God with power according to the spirit of holiness by resurrection from the dead, Jesus Christ our Lord, through whom we have received grace and apostleship to bring about the obedience of faith among all the Gentiles for the sake of his name, including you who are called to belong to Jesus Christ. To all God's beloved in Rome, who are called to be saints, grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. First, I thank my God through Jesus Christ for all of you, because your faith is proclaimed throughout the world. For God, whom I serve with my spirit, by announcing the gospel of his Son, is my witness that without ceasing I remember you always in my prayers, asking that by God's will I may somehow at last succeed in coming to you. For I long to see you so that I may share with you some spiritual gift so that you may be strengthened, or rather so that we may be mutually encouraged by each other's faith, both yours and mine, I do not want you to be unaware, brothers and sisters, that I have often intended to come to you, but thus far have been prevented, in order that I may reap some harvest among you, as I have among the rest of the Gentiles. I am obligated both to Greeks and to barbarians, both to the wise and to the foolish. Hence my eagerness to proclaim the gospel to you also who are in Rome. For I am not ashamed of the gospel. It is God's saving power for everyone who believes, for the Jew first, and also for the Greek. For in it the righteousness of God is revealed through faith for faith.
as it is written, the one who is righteous will live by faith. Thank you for listening and praying with the Yadkin Examine today. As you go out into your week, I would encourage you to join us over on the Yadkin Lectio on Wednesdays as we pray the upcoming Sunday scripture. And on Sunday mornings, you can join us in worship at 10 a.m. either on YouTube Live or in person. If you have any questions, comments, or concerns, you can reach me at pastor at yadkinvilleumc.org. And, and as always, it is a joy to pray together. Keep us, and as always, it is a joy to pray together. Keep one another in prayer and pray for me as we continue on through Paul this year. Until we meet again, God be with you.